Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the blessed, beautiful KLGO, the Word Studios. That is 99.3 and 98.5. Information with inspiration, reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net. Also reminding you that you can catch up with us at uh, lovetalknetwork.com. And uh, Love Talk is posted up on sermon.net. In the studio with me, of course, is First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Good Cindy. morning. <laughs> you know, this is a day the Lord has made. And every day when I get up, I think, Lord, you made this day. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> it gets so exciting. And we say that every week when we come. And people say, Evelyn, how is it that you say so excited? I did uh, uh, Operation Christmas Child. We're going to be talking about that today. Uh, call in with Ed Sawson, and he and I are going to be out, and, and part of the crew out at Lifeway Christian uh, Bookstore uh, today, this afternoon, uh, to do a broadcast and do a remote. Uh, but uh, I listened to them, he and Terry Belt, after. Uh, I was on the program, and uh, to hear what they said about me. Oh, and, you know, that yeah. is always so much fun. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, but you got them on tape, sister. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, so it was really interesting because both of them agreed that, in fact, Ed kind of, he kind of backed up a little bit. He said, you know, I don't, it's hard for me to believe that Evelyn is in the 70s. Well, he knows that I'm in the 80s. But he's always very gracious in that. And okay, so, so he yeah. had your back on that one. Yeah, that's and, one. That's one for Ed. Wait, go, Ed. And so then he and Terry Belt were throwing back and forth. Terry said, "You know," said I've heard her speak, and said she, uh, Ed had said, "I'm the ever ready bunny. You know, I'm just <laughs> running everywhere." And so I thought about that later, and I thought, Lord, do, do most people see Cindy? And see me as ever ready. No, I'm the lithium battery woman. I can go, (laughs) and then I have to be plugged in and recharged for nine or ten hours. (laughs) Well, Cindy, this is a great day, and is the day the Lord has made, and a lot of things are going on in our world right now. And yeah, we both are awesome. And you know, you and I had a chance to go down to the Capitol on Veterans Day. And it was filled with little, little, little ones running all mm-hmm. over the Capitol. And, and, you know, and I just, I was walking through there, and we were about to, you know, to go in and pray. And I was looking at all the kids. And, you know, the vibrancy of life, the vibrancy of American life, the, the tensions that mm-hmm. we live in and have always lived in as Americans. You know, we're kind of an in-your-face kind of uh, people group, but you're right, There's there are a lot of good things going on, you know, there were observances all over the United mm-hmm. States for Veterans Day in our, in our own hometown, uh, there was a parade going down yes. Congress, and you know, many, many wonderful things going on, but there's some critical things going on in the news as well. Well, there is, and as I mentioned, today we will be uh, doing a remote on Operation Christmas Child. And, you know, this is an organization under Samaritan's Purse, and I serve on a national prayer team for them. And you might want to tell people what Samaritan's Purse is. Okay. Uh, Samaritan's Purse is a Billy Graham, Graham, Franklin Graham Ministry of Rescue, and um, he, uh, they do a lot of worldwide ministry in the area of refugees and, and disasters. They are usually one of the first in 
uh, Christian organizations into any given area where there is a major disaster. And so this week, the Samaritan's uh, uh, refugee camp in Sudan was bombed. And actually, these were refugee people that uh, were had fleed from Sudan because of their Christian faith. And uh, it seemed like the very government that should be protecting them uh, became an enemy against them. And so when we look at at some of the disasters, Cindy, that are going on in the world, we could major on those things. Uh, we could, you know, today in, uh, this is football fever season. Mm-hmm. And today in Penn State, uh, young people are just uh, furious because of the uh, release or the firing of, of uh, Coach Joe Paterno. And uh, they don't understand uh, the reason for that. Uh, it, that is a very tragic thing that's happened in our nation, that coaches would uh, come together, not necessarily uh, uh, to support each other, but to cover for each other sometimes when the evil things are going on. And uh, this is not about football, and it's not about show- coaches. It's about protecting children. You know, this, and of course this week there was a huge flap in the media, both with regard to Herman Cain Mm -hmm. and uh, the uh, allegations of sexual harassment, uh, which of course reminded me of when Clarence Thomas was trying to be uh, appointed and and, uh, some of the accusations that came his way and then and then you have uh our good friend uh and the, and the governor of Texas you know <laughs> committing well yeah but what all of us who have ever stood at a mm-hmm. podium and just had a complete blank I, yeah. I think I shared with you one time that I was making a tour around Texas speaking to all the major uh layoffs uh, within, uh, at that time, it was, you know, Bell Helicopter. This has been yeah. many, many, many years ago. And I was slap dab in the middle of a speech, and I no more knew where I had been, where I was going, mm-hmm. what I was saying. For one, Because for one thing, I was looking out at this audience of people who had lost their uh. jobs and had no no idea where they were going. And so it, sometimes it's not just... A brain drain, but mm-hmm. it can be uh, just an overwhelming environmental thing right. as well. But I, I want us to step back and talk a little bit about this football thing with uh, at Penn State because, you know, I'm I'm not conflicted at all with regard to um, the prosecution of those who perpetrate harm on children, mm-hmm. and especially predators that tend to be attracted to children, but. This whole thing of uh, trying people in the court of public opinion mm-hmm. is very, very uh, challenging. It is also challenging to me to live in a culture which um, has a tendency to want to scapegoat mm-hmm. um, that, so that there's no doubt in my mind that Sandusky should be, um, you know, as he was, and he should have been removed immediately. Absolutely. But to believe that all those who were complicit and knew about this, that now uh, all of them are paying Mm -hmm. the price versus some of them being scapegoated, I can see that to some degree these kids 
are asking that question. Mm-hmm. You know, are you who are you scapegoating and who is really accountable here and how far do we go with this? Well, Cindy, not only is it, you know, uh, specific in the sports world, but it is in government as well. And then, you know, and right now we have this major movement across uh, America uh, against banks. Yeah, the Occupy, uh-huh. which they now have a new name for. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah it's called uh, Way, let's see, what is it called? Wealth. Oh, I can't. I'm, it's like you're playing a, a wealth. A yeah, I'm being re- re- here, huh? Wealth redistribution, and I mean, they really, really believe that in this country, you know, the wealth should be redistributed. Redistri- now, I want you to know that my husband, my dear sweet Jim, mm-hmm. is really on their side from the standpoint of he has had it up to his eyeballs with the Wall Street mm-hmm. crowd. You know, the ones well, that who yeah, have and, and not basically raped, State, and, pil- yeah, raped and pillaged financially yeah. this country. You know, you and I took on a $7 billion oh. debt initially that's blown up into the trillions so that CEOs could be bailed out mm-hmm. and not lose any of their livelihood while you and I took a complete hit with our regard- retirement. Yeah. yeah, and so to some degree, you know, if the news wouldn't be so busy polarizing everything mm-hmm. around ideology, but we could really have discussion about where the American people are saying we're fed up. Yeah, we are fed up. We we and we've got to move up. We've got to get past this point of just what's best for me. And it's that entitled pro entitlement program that we have all been infected with in this nation, Cindy. But, you know, there are, God is still at work, and that is the thing that we're going to be talking about today. Is he present in our lives today? And where is it that we need to be in regard to serving him and serving others? And that's why Operation Christmas Child is so important, because it gives us an opportunity to have the hands of Jesus to pack a shoebox filled with the things that would bring joy or melody or something to the hearts of small children. And, you know, Jesus is the best gift that we can give to anybody. It doesn't matter if they are in Sudan in a refugee camp. It doesn't matter if they're in the state capitol, whether they're in the Supreme Court building or they're in uh, the land office or they're in the governor's office. The best, the very best gift we can give them is to take them before the throne of grace and pray that God would bring into their life a means by which they can come to know him and serve him and serve others. You're right about that, Evelyn. There are two means to prayerlessness. And one is that we don't believe that God is present. Mm -hmm. And the other is, is we think we have all the answers. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the presence of God, and we're going to talk about the importance of doubt. This is Love Talk on the Word. Who are you? How do you live? What do you need in a home? 
We want to know. We're Wilshire Homes. Tell us how you like to work in a quiet place away from the family room or how you'd like the kids' rooms on the other side of the house because your son is learning the saxophone. Choose one of our floor plans and let us help you change it into the home you'd build yourself within your budget in a warm neighborhood. We build your home with a process that gives you more control and peace of mind. Tell us what makes a great home and let Wilshire Homes build it around you. For directions to our Austin area communities, visit us at wilshire-homes.com. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar, hail damage specialist, smoothing out life's dents and bumps, big or small, for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Looking to update your home or business, or maybe just bring a fresh new look to your garden? The one thing that always catches my eye is not what's on the inside, but what I find on the outside, the landscaping. It kind of sets the tone for me. If you're looking to change a blank palette into a gorgeous work of art, there's only one name to remember, Hill Country Landscape. They have two locations that are fully stocked with beautiful plants and trees for your dream garden or home. For more than 40 years, Central Texans have depended on the Smith family for landscaping, outside lighting and irrigation needs for homes and businesses. You'll find landscaping design and consultation with a full garden supply at Hill Country Landscape, just off of 183 North on Pond Springs Road by the Big Blue Water Tower at 6701 Burnett Road. Tell Tim Smith that Love Talk sent you for the Love Talk Tree Special or one of their other seasonal specials, Hill Country Landscape. 258-0093-258-0093. Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios that is 99.3 and 98.5. Information with inspiration, reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I on lovetalknetwork.com. And posted up are the Love Talk um, moments at sermon.net. We are in the studio today, and we're talking, Evelyn, about the present one, the Alleluia life, the life God intended. And we've been walking through the key principles of how it is that we hang on to that character of God, even in those moments that we, in our circumstances of our life, mm-hmm. the, the weak moments of our life, whether we're in that moment of doubt, does God love me? We're in that moment of wonder, wondering what's coming next, or wondering what do I do next? Or why something? have I failed in what I do with this failure? That's exactly right. Or, you know, right. where do I go to get the help I need, Cindy? Where do I go to get the answers? And then most of all, I think the thing that we question God about so often when doubt comes is, uh, you know, am I expecting too much of you? 
I asked myself that real hard. Lord, is this too much for me to ask? Uh, That is a great one, Evelyn. A lot of times I hear it over and over again. God is too busy to be be, uh, concerned over my small needs or the sense of, is this really the business that God is in? It does. Does prayer and talking with God, communing with God, does prayer itself change things? Mm -hmm. Does it change God? Does it change me? Mm -hmm. These are the reasons why we're talking about the life God intended. That's right. And it comes, you know, doubt comes from from the enemy. And not only the enemy, but that untransformed part of our own life, our own soul, our mind, will, or emotion. But there there is a real value, Cindy, in coming to the point where we can be honest with God. Is That's it, where you're headed, because you're not exalting the kind of doubt that caused the garden to completely fall and you and I to live in a fallen and corrupt world. We're not exalting that kind of doubt, but boy, did you just hit it on the nose. And I want you to come back and say that again. Well, in all honesty, Cindy, uh, we we come to that point in life so often when we uh, we begin to doubt ourselves as to what God's doing in our life. We come to that point where we think we're expecting too much from Him and we're selfish. It, 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 you know, there's a difference between being selfish and having a spirit of entitlement. We have the right of entitlement with the Lord Jesus Christ. He has said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But the entitlement that we have, and that's an old, old psalm, is, is that he is actively involved in our life. And the, the difference in this is whether we see that and we understand that and we allow these times when we feel like maybe he is absent, he's not involved in my life, well, where we look one. at it honestly and, and, and then begin to develop that attitude again of hope and security because it's not going to come from what we built around us. It will not come in America. It's going to come in hope. It's going to come in acknowledgement that if we do some things that God says he will, he said, if I, if you, then I, if you confess your sins, then I will hear you. I will cleanse you. I will heal your land. So it Doubt or questions are part of human nature, but what we're talking about today is the power of the two things in our life that help us deal with those doubts and all the problems that we have. Number one is the Word of God, and number two is the the Spirit of the living God. Well, when you were talking, one of the things that, and we are talking about this, the difference between entitlement and empowerment. And of course, these are the, the we live in the age that prides itself in both enlightenment, mm-hmm. entitlement, and empowerment. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, the sky is the limit. Now, in fact, the sky is the limit for the people of God in this sense that when in Hebrews it talks about us being adopted. Right. By the Father. Then we receive the spiritual inheritance of God. 
But we cannot be confused like the disciples found themselves confused at that time, looking for a king who was going to sit on a throne. <laughs> or a government. That's, that's right. Be and was going to provide for them all the justices mm-hmm. that they hoped to be made right on earth rather than the establishment of a kingdom of heaven with dominion over the earth. And so the rest of the New New Testament in speaking about those spiritual inheritances is really talking about the character of God come alive in you and I where we don't live to, to seek ambition for our lives, but where we live to surrender. Mm-hmm our physical attributes to the spiritual ones. In other words, by that, I mean put them under God so that then the inheritance he gives to us is to say, I will make the same way for you that I made myself on earth when you are walking in the character of God, walking in the spiritual inheritance of God, which we know then are the attributes of the Beatitudes, are the fruit of the Spirit, are all of those things that are contrary to what the world will tell you. Well, in the world's out there telling us a different story, Cindy, uh, you know, hope and security and faith and freedom, uh, you know, Christians' life just are very simple in that they unfold under the provision and protection of God. You know, we can say there are times in my life when I doubt what I'm doing is of God. Maybe I ought to be doing something else. Uh, It is only he who can tell us what his plan is for our life. He says that very plainly uh, through Jeremiah the prophet. He said, I already know what the plan for your life is, Jeremiah. Can I interrupt you for a second? Because you are speaking to my heart, girl. You're speaking to my soul, I think, more than anything. Because, listen, I'm a wife. And I sometimes doubt that we're, as a couple, are we on the path that God intended? You know, I have a husband in an economy these days that has to work about 60 hours, not to get a bonus, not to get extra pay, but to some degree hoping that he will still be able to keep his job. Now, he ultimately doesn't have control over that. But it it is easy for me as a wife standing there to doubt whether we are on the right course or not. It is easy for me to doubt him. It is easy for me to forget about hope and to come and speak doubt over our lives and to try to play God in someone else's life. And boy, Evelyn, these are the things that we have to parse through with God in a serious way. You know, God has to conform my heart. You know, I have to lay down some things that I think... You know, that I have questions about rather than just be out there, you know, uh, making waves or making muddy waters or dividing hearts. Right. Well, Cindy, one of the things that that we don't, we wonder about, and that's what you're doing here is you're wondering, you know, what, what it, how would it be different, uh, is that we, we even marvel uh 
at all of the things that the Lord brings into our life at a given season. Because we do live in seasons of life. There are those seasons of life in the early marriage, like a granddaughter that just got married. And, and, you know, they're just exploring everything, you know, trying to figure out what's his, what's hers, what they're going to get rid of, what they're going to keep. And, you know, those can be touchy times. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been there. So Uh, much for the honeymoon. (laughs) Right. Uh, But these things are what make up the expectation of us being where we are supposed to be doing what we're supposed to do. That's what God spoke through Jeremiah. He said, I already know what my plan is. And he said, it is for good. Wherever you are, I'm going to bless you as, as you said earlier, you follow through with the very characteristics of God. You follow the Great Commission plan. You follow uh, the Psalm 23. You follow John 10.10. 10. Those are the things that that if you take this whole conversation today, Cindy, and you wrap around two things. First of all, it's the truth of God in the Word of God, as Jesus is the truth. And secondly, it is the mercy and the help of God in the Spirit of God that digs us out of the bog holes of life when we get in those and we can't see Him at work. That's why wonder is so important in our life, is wherever we are and if we're in a gap, or we're in a bog hole, Lord, I wonder what it is. And that's when you make the questions are important. I wonder, am I really uh, where you want me to be? Am I living the way you want me to live? Uh, what am I doing that's wrong? What am I doing that's right? Uh, what do you want me to do? Or where do you want me to go to get the help that I need if I need help? Uh, what is it? that you want to speak to my heart that I can transmit in the lifestyle I have so that people can look at me and the way I deal with my questions or my doubt or my pains and my aches or even the strain and stress of life. What is it that makes a difference in my life that somebody can see that, that tells them, validates to them, that you are real in Evelyn Davison's life. You are real in Jim Vano's life, on his job, every day. You are real, Lord, in Cindy's life, in Juan's life, because we are seeking your plan. We are seeking to be an instrument through which you can sing that song of love that people out there don't know the melody Mm -hmm. to. So, Cindy, those are the questions that we can ask. But the answers can only come from him as we pray, as we study his word, and as we listen. You know, we are in the studio, and we're talking about the present one, living the life God intended, and the value, believe it or not, of seeking, searching, wondering, and doubting. For what reason? To search our hearts. And find the present one that he would speak to us, even in our circumstances, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about whether our failures define us or refine us. This is Love Talk on the Word.
Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that is 99.3 and 98.5. Information with inspiration reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com and on sermon.net. Evelyn, as we went out on our break, we were going to talk about whether our failures define us or refine Mm -hmm. us. And let's do that by stepping through for a few minutes as we close the program in Hebrews 13 out of the message, which, you know, lightens our perspective quite a bit. I mean, you know, this is language that's outside of the religious context and really can put it in terms that we can all understand. But it, it is basically this. God does not change in this sense that when he says that we are his, when he says we're adopted by him, when he says he has chosen us, when he says he has rescued us, when he says he has carried us, when he says that he has loved us, when he says he has purchased us from the clutches of death and the evil one, when he says he protects and provides us and gives us daily bread and living waters, this is what we mean by he doesn't change. It isn't that kind of I'm not going to change because I'm the grumpy I'm the grumpy father in heaven. Mm-hmm. It is the good care and gracious nature of God. He is never absent from whom? From those that he sees as his own. Mm-hmm. From his family. Cindy, we've, we've worked through uh, a number of scriptures, and the one that we really are focusing on today is uh, from Hebrews 13. And I, I love the century version. I, I, love, um, I love the message. I, I, love, uh, I read a scripture in probably six or eight different uh, versions to try to come to a better understanding in my limited vocabulary of what God is saying. And he says in verse in Hebrews 13, stay on good terms with each other. Stay held together by love. Now, what we're talking about here is the hallelujah life, how we can get up every morning and say, Lord, thank you for this day. I'm going to live it the way you would live it if you are here walking with me. That's basically the theory of the hallelujah life. And that is to thank him. You know, if we're going down in the valley, he's with us. If we're on the mountaintop, he's with us. And this is what he said. Be ready with something. Be ready to make a miracle is what Bruce Wilkerson says. And when it's needed, uh, whether it's a shoebox that we would ship to Sudan or to uh, Mexico or to Slovakia, uh, be ready to show forth that you love me because you're held together by love. And then he goes on to say, the reason I want you to do this is because you're going to get some help. You're not in this alone. And he said, sometimes you're going to have angels, you know, surrounding you and carrying you when you can't even do things on your own. And he said, if, if you really do this, you, are, you may even extend your hospitality and giving to angels because they are ever-present as I am ever-present. And then he goes on, he says something, be relaxed with what you have. 
What does that mean, Cindy? Be relaxed with what well, we have. Well, I mean, it is not so much that he's saying that Christians should become navel gazers, yeah. nor necessarily should we check our brains at the door. But here's what he's saying. If you're engaged with me, mm-hmm. I'm engaged with you. Absolutely. If you are giving that that place for someone to a refuge, for someone to lay their head down, you're bringing that meal You are entertaining angels unaware. You are giving to those who are incarcerated. If you are pouring your life out, he said, I'm there. Whatever you need. If you the Alleluia life is this is not just that we're gonna you know, we're gonna you and I are gonna be bopping down the street just praising we should be bopping down the street just praising God. But the point of he's trying to make here is you're gonna encounter God. Absolutely. Sometimes if we don't sense the presence of God in our lives, it is because we're not living an hallelujah life, the description of which you've given here, which is where you're engaged in the work of the Father. Jesus said, why am I here? I'm here because I'm doing the work of the Father. I don't do anything else but the work of the Father. Why are you and I here on earth? We're here to be ambassadors Absolutely. of the light and the life of Christ. Well, he says that. He said, as you do this, as you live the hallelujah life, you're going to encounter other situations. You'll encounter things that angels unaware sometimes are not angel angels. They're demons. But anyway, he says, I be relaxed because I will never leave you or let you down. I'll never walk off and leave you all alone. We can boldly quote, God is here, ready to help. I'm fearless no matter what, who or what can get to me. We have to ask ourselves, what is it today that take away my faith? Take away my wonder. See, that's what doubt is. It's when the enemy of Easter comes against us and says, you're not good enough. Or you haven't done this right. Or you're, you know, you're, you're on the wrong direction. You're not going after God. You're going after something else. But there has to be a consistency in all of this. Or Jesus does not change, Cindy. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, he is always totally himself. I love the way that that ends, always totally himself. himself. That's the best way to characterize that I have ever heard because, you know, the the Father is not entrenched that he's, you know, I'm not going to give you a good thing. It's, it, he's trying to say, in the middle of the tug and tension of life, remember, God's always himself. But here he goes further, and he says, don't be lured away from him by the latest speculations about him. The grace of Christ is the only good ground for life. Products named after Christ don't seem to do much for those who buy them. The altar from which God gives us the gift of himself is not for exploitation of insiders who grab and loot in the old. So let's talk just a little bit as we have a very few minutes to close here about what is God talking about? Insiders. Is this his way of talking about entitlement when we live only for ourselves? Taking the good gifts of God so that they benefit us? Are we living that inside life with God so that we're outside, as you said, where Christ is on display Mm -hmm. through the love of his people? I think he is talking here, Dr. Paul is saying, uh, 
he is writing an anthem of the Great Commission, Cindy, in that he's saying don't get in the prayer rooms and hide out from the world. Hide out from those that are seeking me. Hide out from those that are hungry, those that are thirsty. I think what he's saying is get out there where I'm working, where the action is. And, Cindy, we have to face it. It's not He doesn't just work in the church today. He, he works in us, in the church, that we would get outside those stained glass windows and get in the marketplace. And so even as we do that, we have to remember that it's an inside work that he's doing in our hearts and lives, that we can be what? An outside demonstration of the power of his presence and the validity of his word as we live it and as we walk it and as we love it and as we tell it. And it's said like this in the message. So let's go outside where Jesus is, where the action is, not trying to be privileged insiders, but taking our share of the abuse of Jesus. And let the outside world become our home and let our eyes be ever looking outward at the city about us. And let's take our place outside with Jesus. Just as Jesus, Evelyn, was crucified outside the city Mm -hmm. gates where his blood was poured out for you and I, he was the outsider, but now he lives inside you and I. Evelyn, for those who may not know what it is to experience the presence, the inside nature of Christ in us, how can they do that? Well, see, the first thing is you have to acknowledge that you have no power on your own. You do not have a life in eternity of blessing. And Jesus came for that reason. He said, I have come that you might have life. And so first you acknowledge that, you know, that, that you're separated from God and there has to be a connector and that Jesus Christ is that connector. The secondly, the B part is that you believe that he loves you. He's got a plan for your life and that he will come in and live his life in you. And then the C is that you would confess with your with your mind, with your heart, with your mouth, that he is the Lord of your life and that you have sinned and that you you commit your life to him so that he can begin to live his life in you. It is possible for you to do that right where you are today. Just stop and say, Lord Jesus, I want to believe. I want to pray. I want to know you. Come into my life and begin to show yourself real in my life. Cindy, this has been a wonderful day today. It has been. This is Love Talk on the Word. Love Talk has been brought to you by The Word 99.3 and 98.5 in Austin, as well as Love Talk's partnering sponsors, Ellison Salazar, Casa Mechanical Services, Hill Country Landscape, Ray Gardner Triad Ministries, First Baptist Church Pflugerville, and The Good News Journal.